Hey Trinity Life, Adam here. This is week two of our Built for Friendship series and I'm excited to jump in to talk more about disciple. Our uh, DNA here at Trinity Life is that kingdom disciples will engage society and out of that we will see the church arise. And I'm super excited to have my friend, increasingly more so, and uh and becoming even more so a pastor, a father to me. Uh, this is Randy Cox. He's a leader up here in the beautiful Muskoka area. And uh, Emily, my wife, lived in your house around the time that she was just coming to faith, just meeting Jesus, and just really feel honored that you would spend time with me um, addressing our community, so. My joy. Yeah. My joy. So let's jump in here. Like we have a lot to uh, a lot to cover because you're just uh, a fountain of wisdom and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, spews out of me. <laughs> uh, humility, obviously, too. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna ask you a bunch of questions, and we just want to glean from you about your own discipleship journey, uh, your own um, relationship with God, your own friendship with God, just to learn about. You know, I won't say your age, but those many, many years of that. But then also 26 years in ministry, too. Um, 26, sorry, more than that in ministry, 26 years uh, as Legacy Life, the church plants in Berks Falls. And so, all right, let's let that be the first question. How has friendship with God uh, informed your 26-year ministry period with, with Legacy Life? And feel free to reach beyond those 26 years from even before that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's 40 years of ministry. Amazing. And the one thing that I thought of was that God has always had my back. Mm. Even when I didn't have my back <laughs> through possibly foolish decisions or thoughts, mm. uh, he always had my back. Mm. He just never, ever abandoned me. Yeah. Yeah, I think we like we always expect our friends to have our back. And some friends are good at that. <laughs> some friends aren't so good at that. Um, tell me more, like how does that uh, play itself? You probably got some stories there. Well, in 2013, I went through a pretty horrendous, mm -hmm. I won't give you all the details, but we went through a pretty horrendous season of accusation mm -hmm. that had the potential to take us completely out of ministry, mm. completely uh, destroy everything that we had with God built to that point. Mm -hmm. And because of friendship, because of the, the, the sons, the natural sons and those that were uh, spiritual sons, mm -hmm. they went to bat. Mm. I mean, they were ready to go to war mm. for, for me. And that was a reflection of how God has had my back mm. by the people around me. Yeah. Because they display God's love. They display that ability to say, you know what? We're with you 100% of the way mm -hmm. and are not going to buy into the false accusations that are coming your way. Right. And so it was incredible. It was just absolutely incredible to know that there were those that we had walked with for years that said, we will stand up and we will fight mm. for who you are because we know you. Mm -hmm. People that are accusing you, they don't know you, but we know you. 
Yeah. So that, again, like I said before, that's a reflection of God's incredible ability. Show me yeah. that despite, you know, difficult times, he's got my back. He's there for me mm-hmm. all the way, all the yeah. way to the bank. Yeah. And knowing more about that story, I know kind of how big that situation was. And that probably plays itself out in little situations too, like little affirmations along the way. And that's just a really beautiful way to to have that played out. And probably like a really, there's probably a really galvanizing time for the community. And that could have gone two different directions. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So what do you, what do you think um, built into like getting to that point where, you know, like a lot of you said you said natural sons. I know you're talking about your your boys, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Tyler and Ben. And, yeah. uh, but then you mentioned your spiritual sons too. Mm-hmm. And um, we just had James on last week, uh, and so that was that's one of the people he's referring to. And there's a few others there. Like, what along the journey? Um, what were you doing? What was God doing that like brought that to that point where they were like? standing for you mm-hmm. in that way because i know hearing about it like as a city kid as somebody who left home early as somebody who watched like a little bit a lot of family tension uh as somebody who longs for a deeper relationship with my own biological father like i hear stories like what you guys went through in that and i like my heart's like i just you know i feel this longing for that relational dynamic when i think of you know some of the friends i had in my teenage and early 20s it's like that thing we all want right mm-hmm. we want friends yeah. that are back we want so like what do we have to do to create that because it doesn't just happen no yeah so uh, it's a, it's a long process yeah it's not something that happens overnight it's consistent it is a constant investment mm-hmm. It's not just waiting for something to happen. It's investing in whoever God puts in your path, Mm. whoever comes along, whoever's there. And that's the exact thing that Jesus did with his disciples. Mm. It's that investment. It's taking time to pour into them, to care for them, to rebuke them, (laughs) to to do whatever. We see in this scripture for this year, what does he say? He's going to cut you off, cut off the branch, or he's going to prune prune you. Mm -hmm. So we're getting cut no matter what. I mean, he's going to, he's going to do it because he wants the fruit to be produced. So it's that constant investment Mm. in people's lives. When we invest, invest, invest and give of ourselves. Yeah. Who's our example? Jesus. Come on. Right. He just said, you know, I'm going to give my life a ransom for many. And so that's my whole goal in life is to give everything he's given me away. Nice. Make that investment. Yeah. I remember uh, we were driving in your car a month ago or something. And, you know, we were just, we were comparing notes, I think, on on somebody who was talking or whatever. And uh, one of the things you said was, oh, like, that's so sweet. Like, you know, we were sharing about how we take notes. And then you're like, but my goal every day is if I feel like God has given me something, I have to give it away that same day mm-hmm. or else I'm not stewarding that investment properly. That's right. I love that. I was yeah. like, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a key. Mm. Uh, so, so even as we're reading the scripture you have for the year, I think that, you know, everybody at Trinity life could read something that day in that scripture. I mean, read this scripture every day mm. for the year. 
pull something out that the father is speaking and give it away that day. Yeah. Give it away to somebody. You never know. You could be in a coffee shop. For those that like coffee, Adam could be in a coffee shop. <laughs> and and then mm. we could be having a coffee and somebody could walk in yeah. and sit down and we start talking. And there's something that comes to life in us that we give away, that we learn that day yeah. that's going to change that person's life. I love that. So. Yeah. And that may, that person, I think a lot of the time, like, so... Somebody who's maybe scared of evangelism is hearing that and they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's just telling me to evangelize, mm-hmm. right? But uh, in my journey, what I often find is that when you make those little deposits, like when you when you see a person and you're listening for the Lord, you know, the Lord's prompting on that. Mm-hmm. If you're paying attention and you make a deposit, like you may have your next best friend right in front of you That's and you right. don't even know, yeah. right? <laughs> Um, but the willingness to make a deposit and invest mm-hmm. can yield uh, a return you can't possibly imagine. That's right. I think we have to keep in mind, too, that when it comes to discipleship, the disciples were not even born again before they were discipled. Mm. Okay, talk to me. What do you mean? Okay, so <laughs> what happened? Jesus had his disciples. They came. Yep, yep. But it wasn't until after he his ascension mm-hmm. That he, that he, or after his resurrection, that he breathed on them mm. and the spirit came and they were born again. Yeah. And you but see, before that, you see the character change in Peter before yeah. cow, total coward mm-hmm. after a pillar and rock for yeah. the church, the household of God to be built on. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so keeping in mind that everybody is a pre-disciple mm. or is a disciple that's a pre-follower right. of Jesus. Right. So when I'm reading this, well, who doesn't want to be loved? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Who doesn't want somebody that's a father that cares for them in their life? Yeah, yeah. Who well, doesn't want that? Well, that's right. And that's what I'm saying about that longing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I think we all know that, yeah. that that's like in us. And we, those desires come up. And the, even those hurts, like when it doesn't happen, it's because we were made for that. Like we were built to experience that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's the Father's love. Come on. So he loved us before we could even receive him. Mm. He always goes first. Come on. Give us more wisdom, Pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he just does. He always goes first. And so bringing it down to where we're at right now, Mm -hmm. as a follower of Jesus, as a follower of Jesus, as followers of Jesus, we go first. Mm. We don't wait. We don't go in somewhere and wait for somebody to come to us. Right. We say, Father, what are you doing right now? Yeah, yeah. What is it that you are asking of me here in this grocery store? What is it you're asking of me? Because there's somebody that needs you. Yeah. In fact, probably everybody we're looking at needs you. <laughs> but who specifically today, maybe do you have design for me? Right. To be able to speak a word of life and hope. I mean, we live in a hopeless generation. And we're hope givers. Yeah. Because the hope giver lives inside. That's 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 who we are. Yeah. That's our identity. We talk a lot about identity at Trinity Life Church, mm-hmm. right? It's like, what is the thing that's inside you that is who you are? If someone said, hey, who are you? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You could say, as part of your identity in Christ, I'm a hope giver. Yeah. You know? It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the, um, you mentioned this, right. About having our back and the way we sow love and the way we go first. 
is verse 13, right? Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a way to have someone's back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and in that story with your biological sons and your spiritual sons, you probably got a sense that they would be willing, oh. willing to sacrifice a lot yeah. to make sure that things were made right mm -hmm. in that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that, when you, when you look at that scripture, lay down uh, his life for his friends, we think about, you know, my buddy that I go to the, you know, the pool <laughs> hall with. Or, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there are any pool halls anymore. Yeah, get with the time. You know, <laughs> person I'm going to Bonnaroo with, you know, going, going to the rave, going to the clubs. With. Yeah, yeah. The person that you do that with. <laughs> that, that word there yeah. really has a family understanding to it. Mm. So our mindset is, you know, we're just my friend. And yeah, we're good friends. We hang out. We do. But this is so much more. Mm. Remember, he's the vine. And we're the branches. It's one. Mm. It's like a family. Right. I have one wife, three kids, three in-law kids, and nine grandkids. That's amazing. We're all family. We're family. And so in this, I, I just see what Jesus is saying. It's so much bigger than our understanding of just a friend. Right. But it's got to do with family, a deep heart connection right. with one another goes beyond a mental ascent that, yes, you're my friend. There's a heart exchange. Right. And that's very similar when it comes to fathers and sons. Mm. Spiritually, there's a heart exchange that happens at some point. Right. And I just see that as so, so powerful. I mean, this is such a, an incredible portion of scripture. You can go all year. Oh, in fact, you are going all year <laughs> on this. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, that's amazing. So, um, well, let's, let's keep going here. So, uh, you, you know, you said 40 years in ministry. Um, obviously you're not the same person that you were 40 years ago. <laughs> and I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a little more gray. A lot more gray. A lot more gray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot less hair. That's right. Yeah. A little, a little more muscular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, how has friendship with God informed uh, your own personal discipleship as you've journeyed through life? And were there any relationships there uh, that were key to that? Um, or any dynamics between those people that were key that you'd love to, to share with us? Yeah, I, I think that, first of all, it's, it's my relationship with God. Yeah. You know, I make that desire, I make that decision that becomes a desire, that becomes the destination for me. Mm -hmm. And friendship with God, again, takes me into a place of, of more than just, you're my buddy, God. Mm -hmm. It's you're my incredible father mm. that loves me more than I can even love myself. Yeah. That loves me more than anybody could ever love me. Mm. That knows me better than anybody else in the world. And so that's the first level. Then the second level I found that really helps is I, I asked the question a long time ago, who do I have around me that really believes in me? Mm. Actually, let's pause right there. Guys, let's ask that question of ourselves. Who do I have around me that really believes in me? 
and just meditate on that. Maybe spend some time together processing that in your R3s after. And so R3 leaders, you know, if you want that, take that and go for it and see how it goes. But sorry, continue. Yeah, no. And so I had lived uh, much of my ministry life, as far as a pastor goes, just doing, you know, what pastors do. <laughs> What do pastors do? I, I, the more I do this, I don't know. And so <laughs> I, pastors only work one day a week, right? Uh, usually only a few hours. <laughs> yeah. It's not too much more than that. So, yeah. so I, and I, I lived my life. I did what I did. I've, I'm a self starter. I'm a motivator. I go, um, but I always had this desire for a spiritual father. Mm somebody that I could go to and just pour out my life to. And in 1976, when I was younger, my, uh, I, had, I had a youth pastor. Yeah. And in 2007, we reconnected. Now, how many years mm -hmm. is that? That's 40 years. Wow, yeah. We reconnected. What was that like? That was wild. Yeah. So and here's, here's something that happened that kind of set the scene for that, set the stage for that. Uh, I was in Calgary mm -hmm. and I was going to a conference that he had in his church. Mm -hmm. And during the end, I was with my wife, Deb, and we were talking, we need to sow into him mm -hmm. financially. And we talked about it. We said, okay, we set on an amount and we gave it to him. And he told me, now he, he was a, the, the leader of a very large, large church. Mm. And he said to me like after- a large church of like 100? Like 2,500. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> or 3,000, yeah, depending wow. on- In Canada, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we, we did that. He said that was the largest gift he had ever received personally. Because mm. we said to him, this is for you and your wife. Mm. So we did that in about- I don't know. I can't even remember the year, maybe 2002. Just did it. Never thought of it. So that's like a million dollars with inflation. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then about, what, what was it, 2002 to 2007, so five years later, he, he got in touch with me. Mm. And we began to reconnect and form a relationship that was beyond simply just a friendship. We are friends, but there's a deeper level that we go. I remember when he first came to Legacy and he spoke that whole weekend. And at the end of the weekend, I stood up after his message and I was gripping, taking hold of our, of our I don't know what you call it, podium thing. Sure. Yeah. I hate pulpit, I don't like that word. <laughs> I, it's a, it's a, I don't like it. It's like armpit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that, that lectern or whatever yeah, you call it. Sure. And I, I, I just began to weep. Mm. And I said, I, I welcome you as my spiritual father and our apostolic leader. Mm. And I broke. Mm. Because all those years, things had been built up inside of me, desiring so much to have somebody right. that could be there. Right. That's what has shaped the last, since 2007, has helped shape my life. Oh. He's opened doors for me. He's given me opportunity, mm. um, and the list goes on. Been so generous right. to us. So, yeah. 
How would you, so I can imagine, um, like our community is processing a lot at the moment, you know, new year, um, uh, a lot of transition, a lot of r- relational, um, transients in a city. Um, but also, you know, we went through six months of, of, uh, losing some of our friends, you mm-hmm. know, um, as they transition community or as they get married and go off somewhere else and, you know, and, uh, or, you know, we just sent off Mike and Missy um, to whatever's next for them. Our lead pastor, even though we don't talk in those terms, yeah, right? Yeah. And they're an integral part of our community. And I can imagine there's a lot of, in a lot of people's hearts as they hear you talk like that and, and try to process and understand an experience like that and having a relationship start and then come to that type of a place. And then those, would you say five years now of that mm-hmm. growing and and thriving in that that some of us may have some tension around that right now be like mm-hmm. oh like i wanted that and maybe why why have i not felt like i have been satisfied in that way yet um and that longing is still there where do i start mm-hmm. like how do i get started in that or who should i look to or how do we do this as a community that's also like full of young people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. a scary thought that I'm like almost one of the oldest people at, at the church, yeah. right? Yeah. So what do we do? Like, how well, do we? Okay. Here's what I did when I was younger. Yeah. So I, I had this desire. So that happened when I was, I got, I, how old was I? I was 47 when that happened. Mm. For years, I desired that. And I remember going to people and just saying, God, would you, could they be the one? Mm-hmm. I could just, I, I really admire who they are. And, and I, w- I went for years. And finally I said, God, I give up. <laughs> I'm, I can't do this anymore. Right. And mm-hmm. I said, what's, what's going on? And, and here's what I heard. Become the person mm-hmm. that you desire to have in your life. Right. And, and so I did that. So all along from the time that that was in my heart, I did that. And to the point when, when my spiritual father, he came, when he came into my life, his name is Ken, when he came into my life, we had had three years of investment in a young adult community that had exploded. Mm. Your wife, uh, Emily, was a part of that. Mm. It went from... And I could tell a story at some point, but Peter, James, and John <laughs> to this. Like ex- not Peter, James, and John. No, not, not, no. <laughs> but it's interesting how their names were Peter, James, John. Yeah, yeah. So, and just how that exploded. Yeah. And then in 2007, Ken came into my life and he explained what was taking place. Mm. I had no idea. I didn't know the terms, son, like fathers and sons. I didn't know exactly how to define that. Right. It was just happening. Yeah. And you didn't need to define it. You were just experiencing a kingdom reality around you and it was bearing fruit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and increase. Right. I mean, increase like this. Okay. Can I get back to something? Hit it. it. Come on now. So in verse seven, it says, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. Why? Because this is to my Father's glory. 
that you bear much fruit, mm. showing yourself to be my disciples. So it begins with the word, which is the rhema. That word word is the word rhema, which is the active living word right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we said earlier, it's the word that cuts deep. It cuts right into the core mm-hmm. of the matter. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then we ask whatever, when we've got that word of the Lord, we can ask the Lord. And, you know, we've talked a bit, but I've talked about how we will often rely on our soul rather than our spirit. Hmm. So our soul picks up things out of our own personal need Mm. because we all have need. Right. We all have biases. We all have prejudices. We have, we all have them. Right. I have certain needs and they come out of the soulless realm. Mm. So I can be praying and thinking God's saying something, but it's really coming out of my own need in my soul. Wow. So we have to take that word and begin to divide like, like the word does Hmm. soul and spirit. So that when we hear the word of the Lord, we hear what the spirit is saying purely rather than just out of my own personal need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when I hear my own personal need, it becomes tainted by me. And when I look at this, I realize that it's to my father's glory that I hear what the spirit is saying, because then the fruit comes Mm. and not just fruit. It says much fruit. Amen. For not my glory, not for not for Trinity Life Life's glory, not for Legacy uh, Legacy Life Center's glory, but for the Father's glory. Yeah. Because when it's all said and done, it's His glory. It's not mine. It's nobody's. No man yeah. is to touch His glory. Right. And I, I just, and then He just says, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So disciples here what the spirit is saying, and they can see the distinction between the soul and the spirit. So my soul are my emotions, Mm -hmm. my will, and my intellect. Hmm. And they're all wrapped up. And if I can take those things and bring them under submission in discipleship to the father, Hmm. then I can hear a little more clearly what the spirit is saying. It's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> it's really not. Yeah. It, it's it's a lifetime right. of learning. That's why, well, I mean, who would ever say that following Jesus is boring? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it's the most exciting thing that we'll ever do. Yeah. Because it's a journey that's continually unfolding and the mystery of who he is yeah. is never stagnant. Yeah. It's shifting. Shifting, shifting. It's probably not him that's shifting because he says, you know, he's the Lord and he doesn't change. It's us. Right, right. <laughs> it's the journey. Yeah. But I mean, the wind of the spirit blows, right? Yes. And it's, there is an adventure to be had as oh. we go out and as we engage in, mm-hmm. the, you know, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. As we go out in the adventure and the great call of God, it, yeah. you know, spirit moves. But that's, and that is, I just, I'm feeling super shepherded right now. This is beautiful. So uh, thank you for pouring that over us guys i hope just capture that that topic right there may be a good thing for you guys to discuss after in your r3 groups and so um, if you're taking notes or if you're processing in your mind your heart that was a good spot to to maybe process later with each other right there um and i want to throw this on top like 
you know, all that talking and all that there, you know, there's kind of a capstone on here that says, I'm speaking these things because it's his joy, right? It's like that my joy may be in you mm-hmm. and that it may be full. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like that emphasizes that it's not boring. Mm-hmm. Part. Like if we have, if we have a boring life as followers of Jesus, um, something's going on. That's right. Something's going on. And it may be that we're operating more in the soul, not this and not letting the spirit cut in mm-hmm. that word to be yeah. working. And, uh, Hopefully we can be a community that, that as we look to develop those friendships, as we look to um, uh, be that person that can pass that on, even if we don't feel like we have it, as we look to hear and as we look to obey, that joy just like starts bubbling and brimming out oh, over yeah. us, you know, especially with what our community has walked through, what we've been through both personally, but also as a as a community as a whole Um, yeah i was thinking too even when you talk about joy mm. it's about the joy of the lord is my strength yeah come on so when we're going through tough times which we all do yeah when we're beat up by life the joy of the lord doesn't mean i'm going to have a smile on my face four feet wide it (laughs) means i'm going to have a strength to keep on going come on to keep on going Regardless of what's happening, I'm going to keep on going because the joy of the Lord, not not Randy's joy, not Adam's joy, but the joy of the Lord mm. is my strength. Yeah. So he's real happy for me. Yeah, that's he, great. He's real happy. <laughs> he's got more joy. Yeah. And that's what gives me the strength to keep on going. That's amazing. We could have this conversation for hours upon hours upon hours, but yeah. you've, you've given us so much. I really am thankful um, for what you've deposited in our community today. And uh, would you, to end our time together, would you pray for us? Sure. Um, that'd yeah. be great. Well, Father, we thank you today for your great mercy mm-hmm. and your great grace in our lives. We somehow feel so inadequate and so... Uh, probably undervalued by all those around us at times. But Father, you lift us up. And I pray for Trinity Life today. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you come like that wind that Adam talked about and come underneath our wings and lift us Mm. to a place where we can soar like the eagles Mm. and we can run and not grow weary and we can walk and not faint. Mm. I thank you for that. I bless you, Trinity Life, in everything the Father has for you, for your future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.